Welcome to the BS Book Club. I once again am your host, Bartleby Jones, and of course, last week, the BS entered a very vicious MMORPG battle against the man known as the God of War. Will they succeed? Find out in this week's episode of the BS Book Club. Chapter 31, God of War. Yo, Ares, Blake calls through the headset. You want a war, Chico? Wait, how are you doing that? Scotty asks as Blake stares up at his friend, astonished. There's a microphone in the headset. You don't have to type anymore. Blake sighs and returns to the game as Scotty contemplates the amazing future this technology holds. Suddenly, a message pops up in the chat window. You wish to do battle, friend? Well, I'm certainly not here to throw you a party, am I? Blake responds into the headset, perplexed as to why Ares chose to respond into the chat window. So be it. What are the terms of our battle? If we win, you come with us. If we lose... Blake stares up at Scotty, realizing they have very little to offer. You want our souls or something? Do you have anything of worth? Well... Blake stalls as Scotty solemnly picks up the bag of Morpheus and sets it on the table. How about every weapon your little heart could ever want? Every piece of armor, we have the bag of Morpheus, and it's yours if you win. Deal. Let me prepare our battlefield. Your massacre shall be quick and painless, my friend. This dude's pretty intense, Blake comments, muting his microphone. Yeah, too bad he looks like if Danny DeVito got gene spliced with a bag of Doritos, Scotty comments as Blake loads into the game, facing off against Ares. Huh, I was more thinking of Keenan ate Kel and then washed him down with an orange soda. Blake laughs as a small message pops up. What did you say, mortal? Uh, oh, nothing. Blake quickly presses the mute button as the two begin battling. Ares attempts to use the quick snipes that took down Scotty so easily, but Blake evades, rolling into quick cover. Blake remains on the defensive, realizing that Ares' skills with a weapon are unparalleled. Quit hiding, boy. Every second you stay away is a second longer that you make your torturous death. As this message pops up on screen, however, Blake quickly rolls into cover and lines up a perfect headshot on Ares, sending a bullet flying across the screen and exploding the skull of the warrior. XX, God of War XX, was killed by Captain Tibbs 81. Oh, you motherfucking hacker! A small, shrill voice calls through Blake's headset. It seems the sudden death had shocked Ares enough into speaking with the voice of a petulant child. Okay, look, bro, I get it. I used to be a pussy, too. I'm still gonna kill your hacking ass. No hacks here, man. Just skill. Blake smirks as he lands another headshot on Ares. XX God of War XX was killed by Captain Tibbs, 81. At this point, a shrill scream sounds through the headphones. Blake laughs as he turns down the volume before the whining of Ares deafens him. Scotty gets an idea and reaches for the headset, placing it over his ears and putting the microphone to his mouth. Hey, Paul Blart, how you doing? Scotty laughs as the God of War continues to rage into the microphone. Blake quickly lines up another headshot and takes him down. Ah, doesn't seem like you're having a good time, are ya? XX God of War XX was killed by Captain Tibbs 81. 
Maybe if you guys would stop hacking. With this comment, Blake, in an act of frustration, turns off the aimbot and returns to the game. You want a fair fight? You got one. Blake smirks as he gets back into the game, chasing after Ares. Unfortunately, Blake's skills seem to have lessened as he tries to take another shot, but misses only for Ares to respond with a shot of his own. Captain Tibbs 81 was killed by XX God of War XX. Not so tough without your fucking aimbot, are ya? Ares calls through the headphones as Scotty quickly mutes the microphone. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Scotty urges as Blake continues to attempt to close in on victory, only for Ares to land a series of kills, tying them at 3-3. Captain Tibbs 81 was killed by XX God of War XX. Captain Tibbs 81 was killed by XX God of War XX. You aren't Luke fucking Skywalker. Why'd you turn off the targeting computer? Scotty urges as Blake continues to chase after Ares, only for his character's head to explode once again. Captain Tibbs 81 was killed by XX God of War XX. Use the force, Blake. Scotty is finally given up on attempting to question his friend, opting instead to quote Star Wars. Somehow this encouragement seemed enough for Blake to land another headshot on Ares, tying the two at 4-4. XX God of War XX was killed by Captain Tibbs 81. Last one, man. Don't get cocky. Scotty comments, coaching his friend. He quickly turns on his headset to troll Ares a bit more. So, uh, when's that Roseanne remake coming we all want? I mean, I know you're a busy man, Mr. Goodman, but... Ares merely grunts angrily in response to this, emptying his gun towards Blake's direction. This barrage of bullets manages to lessen Blake's health to a measly five points. Scotty screams in terror as he watches the numbers reduce. Run! Run, you bastard! Scotty screams as Blake's character shoots across the screen, quickly dodging Ares' attacks. Blake turns to shoot, but his gun is run out of ammo. Well, we're fucked, right? No, no, not yet. Blake comments as his character quickly makes a beeline for a pistol laying not 15 feet from him. He rolls and grabs it, quickly jumping and spinning 180 degrees in the air, landing a shot to the head of Ares, killing him instantly. The sounds of screams erupt from Ares' room, but before the screen can display the message of victory for Blake, the room goes pitch black. Scotty and Blake stare in horror as the computer screen fades away and their victory slips out of their fingers. No, 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 that, that didn't just happen. There's, there's no way I, Scotty is interrupted by the sound of the front door bursting open and several members of the middlemen rushing in to claim Ares. The two boys are forced to place their hands behind their backs as guns are trained on them. So I lied. Blake comments as they are surrounded on all sides. We are definitely fucked. Chapter 32. On the other side. Well, look at this, boys. The agent smirks as he stares at Blake and Scotty. Scotty immediately recognizes him from the limousine, one of his mother's henchmen. Looks like these two couldn't leave well enough alone. Oh, well, now, to be fair, I did want to leave well enough alone. Blake comments with a cough as the agent's eyes turn towards Scotty, who looks up with a smile. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just really... Really persuasive. I get it from my mom. Scotty looks up at the main agent who looks down on him with disdain. I mean, you should know. You're one of her little bitches, right? 
The agents begin snickering at this insult by Scotty until they are silenced as the butt of the agent's gun rams into Scotty's nose, causing blood to run down it. Blake attempts to catch his friend before he faints, but this just leads to another series of guns being trained on our hero. Take your guns off him. Scotty screams as he attempts to maintain consciousness. He shakes the mental cobwebs away as the agents slowly put their weapons away, smirking. He... he did nothing. He just followed me here. You have no reason to be upset with him. Oh, no, believe me, we do. The agent lights a cigarette, then leans down to stare into Scotty's eyes. In fact, we got reason to be upset with both of you. One of the deadliest gods in all of existence is locked in that back room, and you idiots were about to let him free. Who? That guy behind the computer? Scotty laughs as the agent quickly blows smoke into his face, shutting him up. Look, I'm not saying you guys made a mistake, but there's no way that's the god of war. Yeah, if he was the god of anything, it'd be like, I don't know, god of childhood obesity? Blake laughs, and Scotty slowly removes his hand from behind his head to offer Blake a quick high-five. The two chuckle as a few of the guards peel off to check the back room. You two think you're real funny, don't you? The agent stares at them with disgust. It's then that a glint of light flashes off his badge, and Scotty notices his name for the first time. Is your name... Janiel? Scotty laughs as Blake looks at him quizzically until he notices that same glint of light across the badge and stifles a laugh. Like, January and Daniel? There was a spelling error on my birth certificate. The man called Janiel comments as the two laugh at his ridiculous name. Scotty doubles over, holding his stomach as Janiel sniffles, getting upset at their mockery. A note from the BS. We here at uh, BS Publishing, a subsidiary of the BS Network, we consider it an extremely horrible act to mock someone for something they can't control, be it their race, age, their name, etc. You know, unless they're dicks. Then it's open field. Fuck you, Janiel. Stop laughing. Janiel screams as he pulls out a gun, training it on the two. They continue their uproarious laughter until they hear the sound of a gun cocking. They knew the time for laughter was over. Not so funny now, is it? Suddenly, Janiel's not such a bad name after all. I mean, it's still a pretty rough name, but we respect your choice to keep it. Scotty coughs out nervously as the gun remains trained on the two. Janiel moves his finger to pull the trigger when suddenly, boom, a loud explosion is heard from the back room. Janiel quickly turns to check on his fellow teammates when a wall of flame erupts from the back room, chasing Jan back out into the main room of the bar. Scotty and Blake look down the hallway, trying to peer through the smoke. As the fire dissipates, a figure begins walking through it ominously. Blake and Scotty quickly make for the door until a spear shoots through the air and lands in the door, binding it shut. The BS slowly turn around to face Ares, who stands before them proudly. So, t'was you that bested me. Ares walks towards them slowly, staring down at Blake. His chubby form seemed to have fallen away, revealing a chiseled, muscular body. "'Twas you who pulled your mighty trigger and released a headshot into the skull of the god of war himself. "'I mean, it was just a game. 
Blake comments meekly as Ares pulls his spear from within the door, putting its tip against Blake's throat. Scotty attempts to intervene, but Ares pulls out another spear, putting it to his throat. Oh, Christ, he's got two spears. Scotty's head peels back, attempting to avoid the blade as he states the obvious. Ares stares between the two, fire and hatred burning in his eyes. But slowly a smile grows across his face as he pulls the spears away, handing them to our heroes. Very good! Ares laughs wildly as he steps behind the bar and pours himself a massive beer. The heroes slowly take the steps towards him as he slides two more massive mugs across the table towards them. Let us drink to your victory. I... I don't really drink beer, Scotty comments, fearing the drink be poisoned. Ares, with a quick flourish, takes back the mug and fills it to the brim with whiskey. Scotty stares as the god of war passes it back. Scotty stares into the mug and sighs. Here's to our victory. Excellent, brothers! Ares chugs his beer, wiping the foam away from his massive beard. He slams his glass against the table in the BS attempt to follow suit, but can really only gently set the massive glasses against the table. Now, where are we traveling? The heroes jump back as Ares bellows in pain. They stare at each other confused, searching for some unseen attacker, until they notice a large syringe filled with a bright green substance sticking out of the neck of the god. Holding that syringe was a powerful agent with a very silly name, Janiel. I'm sorry, boys, but this syringe... Janiel laughs as Ares' body deflates, going back to its pudgy form. It makes our boy here good for nothing. Wait, so you're saying that... War? Scotty comments as Ares slinks away to his room to once again play video games. Huh. What is he good for? Blake comments as the two men turn to each other with a smirk as Daniel sighs, realizing the joke he just gave them. The two smile as they sing in unison. Absolutely nothing! Say it again now! Yeah! War! Good God! Huh. What is it good for? As they continue to sing, Daniel rubs his forehead. With a quick sigh, he pulls out his gun once again and trains it on both of them, cocking it. The two quickly silence their singing and turn towards the angered man. I'm killing both of you for that. Chapter 33. No pun intended. Okay, Daniel. Scotty comments quietly, attempting to move away from the barrel of the gun. It was just a joke, bud. I mean, it was a pretty bad joke, Blake offers up as Janiel trains the gun barrel on Scotty. That you joined in on! As Scotty utters this statement, Janiel moves the gun barrel back to Blake. Thus begins a series of arguing between the two boys with Janiel moving his gun between each individually. Suddenly, Scotty stops, making a sudden realization. Wait a minute. Scotty looks at himself, then Blake, and then turns to Janiel with a smirk. There's two of us, and only one of him. Ah, so what you're saying is... And with a quick motion, Blake strikes Janiel across the face, sending him flying to the ground. They both attempt to restrain the agent, who groggily rolls around, nearly unconscious. Scotty quickly takes away his gun and trains it on him. What did you do to Ares? Scotty asks as Blake quickly places Janiel into a chair, hands tied behind his back. Daniel looks up sniffling, attempting to clean blood off his face. 
What's the matter, tough guy? Janiel smirks as the BS stared down at him, eyes squinted. Couldn't finish this job on your own? I would have been able to, had you assholes not shown up. Scotty places the gun in his waistband as Janiel smirks. I could have finished this job in a second. It would have been easy. Yeah, you'd be amazed how quickly Scotty can finish. Blake remarks with a smirk as Scotty continues the tough guy routine. Yeah, I can finish in an instant. It'd blow you... Scotty pauses, slowly realizing what Blake had just said and turned towards his friend. Come on, man. We're in the middle of something right now. You ain't gotta be like that. What? You gave me an opportunity and I took it. Blake responds as the two begin to quietly argue between each other as Janiel looks on, shocked. So... Can I leave? Janiel comments as the two continue to quarrel back and forth once again. I mean, I don't really think you need me here for your little lover's quarrel thing. It's not a lover's quarrel. We're not... Scotty sighs and refocuses on Janiel. We're just like best friends. That's it. Well, friend or no, I would have expected more from you. Janiel licks away blood that had trailed down to his mouth and smiles wickedly. I mean, after all, I remember who your daddy was. And you are nothing compared to him. Blake? Scotty comments as he slowly pulls the gun back out of his waistband. Go get Ares and take him to the car. I'll take care of Janet here. My name is Janiel. The agent interrupts when suddenly he feels the cold barrel of the gun press against his forehead. I know. It's very appropriate. Blake stares back at Scotty before retreating to Ares' room. It's a stupid fucking name for a very stupid fucking person. Come with me! Blake urges Ares as he enters his room, only to discover Ares once again playing shoot shit and drinking from his Mountain Dew. Blake suddenly makes a realization as he stares at Ares' drink of choice. The syringe. Blake remembers back to the needle that stuck into Ares' neck not moments prior and the liquid that filled it. A liquid as bright and green as the dew that was currently being guzzled down Ares' throat. Put that down! With a quick motion, Blake slaps the Mountain Dew out of Ares' hand and the god responds with a wide-eyed look of shock on his face. Blake quickly realizes the mistake he has made until Ares sits back down, docile, re-entering his game. This is going to be harder than I thought. Blake comments as he tosses out all of Ares' Mountain Dew bottles and retreats to the main room of the bar to find Scotty. Unfortunately, it seems Blake's time away had given Scotty enough time to leave Janiel bloodied and bruised, his face almost unrecognizable. Talk about my father one more time. Scotty uses the butt of the gun to crush in Janiel's nose, who only responds with laughter. (laughs) What? He smiles through a broken smile as Scotty stares down at him angrily. You want to talk about how he slept his way to the top of the company? Oh, by the way, how is your mother? That's it. Scotty aims the gun directly at Daniel's head when suddenly Blake pulls him back, forcing him to drop the gun. Scotty, don't! He's still a person like us! Blake pulls against his friend who tries to struggle to pick up the gun until Blake tosses him against the bar. He's still a person, and that would still be a murder you're committing. So? Scotty angrily stares at Janiel, breathing heavily. And that's illegal, Scotty, and I can't have you in jail. I mean, I hate to say it, but 
Blake sighs, grabbing a glass of whiskey. I can't do this without you. I... Scotty calms down momentarily, only to quickly grab Blake's glass of whiskey and drink it himself. I'm sorry. How's Ares? He's stuck in his game. There's no way to get him out of here without that damn thing. Blake comments as Scotty sighs, reaching for the bag of Morpheus. He wants his game? Fine. Scotty pulls out a massive gaming laptop and hands it over to Blake. Then we give him his game. Blake grabs the laptop and returns to Ares' room to attempt to coax him out. Meanwhile, Scotty sighs and walks back to Daniel, grabbing his gun off the ground. The hero sighs as he holsters the weapon again, only to hear the sounds of Daniel's laughter. I wouldn't laugh if I were you. Scotty smirks as he walks over to the bar, noticing a baseball bat sitting behind it. Just because I'm not killing you, doesn't mean I'm not going to hurt you. A lot. Oh, oh no, it's it's not that that's making me laugh. He smirks as the sounds of several cars begin pulling up outside. It's that you're so bad at doing your job that you've forgotten one of the cardinal rules of being a middleman. Always call for backup. Chapter 34. Now we run. Blake! Scotty yells as middleman agents come pouring through the door. Blake emerges from Ares' room with a very distracted god playing on the laptop. Come on, bro, trackpad! Ares comments as Blake realizes the gravity of the situation, quickly rushing towards the door with the god of war in tow. You couldn't have given me a mouse or something? I think that's going to be the least of your worries. Blake rushes towards the crowd of middlemen as Scotty grabs the bag of Morpheus and pulls out a bag of marbles, tossing them towards the advancing group of men. Blake looks at his friend with a sigh. Marbles? Really? Is this fucking home alone? It's the best I could think of! Scotty comments as the agent suddenly begins slipping and falling on the marbles, falling against the tiled floor. Blake looks at Scotty, somewhat surprised that his friend's idiocy actually worked. See? I'm not totally dumb. The two quickly jump over the crowd of middlemen, being forced to direct Ares, who is enthralled with his game. They manage to make it to the car as a sea of agents begin pouring out of the building. The duo quickly toss the god into the back seat as Scotty starts up the engine. I'm just saying you could have pulled out something more powerful than marbles, Blake remarks as he steps into the car, quickly buckling his seatbelt. Scotty looks over at him, confused as to why Blake was still on the subject. Look, you know that one day you're going to have to go on more than just your gut. Well, that day ain't today. Scotty replies as he quickly pulls the car out and begins driving it headfirst into a nearby light post. Blake panics as the car speeds directly into the light source as Ares continues playing his game in the back seat. Scotty! Scotty, what are you doing?! Blake freaks out as Scotty smirks, ramming the car directly into the metal post, causing sparks to shoot out. Scotty quickly backs up as the giant metal structure creaks and begins to fall directly onto their car. Scotty, what the fuck? Blake looks up as his doom comes crashing down. Scotty quickly pushes the car into reverse and reverses out onto the highway outside of the abandoned factory. Blake looks back in horror as the light post crashes down directly onto a middleman vehicle that was beginning to give chase. Just going with my gut, buddy. Scotty remarks with a smile as the cars begin piling up, blocking the exit to the factory. The heroes are now safe to drive down the highway back to Eris. Blake remains silent as Scotty pumps up the music, elated at their victory.
how can you be so happy right now? Blake asks as he turns down the radio. We might have escaped, but now we're not just ex-middlemen. We're on their list. They know who we are, and they know we have a captured god in our back seat. And your problem with that is? Scotty replies, attempting to turn back up the radio until Blake stops him, pushing his hand away. Did you see how many middlemen were back there? Blake asks as Scotty sighs and leans back, readying himself for a lecture. That's just a fraction of what's waiting for us. How are we supposed to deal with an entire army, Scotty? I don't know, the hero finally replies, sitting up and looking at Blake. We'll just do what we always do. We'll figure it out as we go. That's not good enough, Scotty. Blake is now furious, screaming. Figuring it out as we go is good for recording podcasts or going out and drinking. It isn't good for a situation where both of our lives are on the line. I mean, you do realize that you're not the only one they're coming after, right? They're coming after me, too. I get that you probably have some death wish that lets you do all this shit, but I don't. Blake sighs and lays back in his chair, shaking his head. You said in that bar that I was your best friend. If I really was, I think you would have put more thought into this than just going with your gut. So you done? Scotty finally asks after a lengthy pause. The tension between the two is palpable as Blake sighs, staring at his friend. Because I can take you home if you're done. Firstly, you know I can't do that. I'm just as deep into this shit as you are. Blake looks back at Ares and sighs. I'm just saying we need to have plans for this stuff, man. We just can't run in guns blazing and expect to come out in one piece. All right, smart guy. So we've got an army of gods and especially trained secret agents chasing after us. Scotty looks at his friend, offended. We've got a piece of shit car and a drugged up god of war. What exactly is your plan? I... I'm sorry I said anything. Blake comments, attempting to turn back on the radio. Scotty stops him as Blake notices a group of black cars turn onto the interstate behind them. No, seriously, because if you've got an idea, then I'm all ears. Scotty continues to rant as Blake attempts to direct his attention towards the horde of vehicles behind them. I mean, I really don't understand if you've been holding back all these ideas when... Scotty! Blake grabs his friend's head and forces it to look into the rearview mirror where a veritable army of pitch-black cars are descending on them. You want a plan? Drive. Fast. Chapter 35. Run to the hills. So, gonna assume that you don't want me running into that light pole... Scotty comments as he speeds down the road, black cars advancing on him. Blake looks over at him with a sigh. No, Scotty, please do not run into the light pole. Blake responds, rolling his eyes. You never let me have any fun. Scotty rams his foot down onto the pedal and the car kicks into high gear. Unfortunately, this doesn't seem enough to evade the agents that continue quickly advancing on the duo. Fuck, give me the bag. Blake quickly reaches into the back seat where Ares sat, still focused on his video game. He grabs the bag of Morpheus and tosses it to Scotty, who begins rooting around in it, searching for some weapon to use against the agents. After a quick search, he finally finds a solution. Marbles? Again? Blake comments as Scotty quickly empties the massive bag of glass spheres out onto the road. 
What? It worked last time. Scotty replies as the veritable army of marbles go rolling towards the cars, which promptly crush them into dust. Scotty sighs as Blake looks at him with a raised eyebrow. Okay, it didn't work this time, but I still think marbles are a decent weapon. How about a gun, Scotty? Blake responds, reaching for the bag until Scotty quickly pulls it away from his friend. Oh, I see how it is. Scotty quickly stores the bag beside him, away from Blake. So I can't kill the guy making fun of my dad, but you can just kill these 50 random agents behind us? I wasn't planning on killing them. Blake attempts to reach for the bag, causing Scotty to swerve across the road. I'm just saying, one quick bullet to a tire and they'd be stopped. No fuss, no muss, no murder. We aren't killers, Scotty. Suddenly, a car rushes up beside them and attempts to ram them off the road. Scotty looks over and notices two middlemen agents staring daggers at him and Blake. His knuckles turn white as he grips the wheel, struggling to stay on the road. Fuck this. Scotty comments, finally driving off the road. Blake looks over at his friends, surprised, as they approach a tunnel. Blake attempts to reach over and turn the wheel before they crash into the walls surrounding the overpass. No. Not yet. How about some time before we die? Blake once again attempts to turn the wheel, but his friend is unmoving, not allowing the wheel to move until the time was right. Scotty! Fine! And with that, Scotty quickly rushes back onto the street, crashing into the middleman vehicle, sending it careening into the far wall of the tunnel. Scotty doesn't relent, however, keeping the wheel turned as he grinds the vehicle against the wall, sparks flying overhead. Okay, I think you've made your point. Blake comments as Scotty smirks, turning back into the right lane. They both stare into the rear view where they see the vehicle crash into a wall and flip, causing a massive pileup of vehicles. So... We're still not killers, right? No, they're fine. It's just a scratch. A massive explosion erupts from the group of cars, sending a giant mushroom cloud into the air. The heroes both clear their throats as the explosion slowly fades away behind them. Yep. Totally fine. Unfortunately, things weren't going to be fine for our heroes as three middlemen cars seemed to have survived the explosion and began closing in on them rapidly. Blake attempts to reach for the bag of Morpheus, but Scotty continues to hold his grip on it. It's then that Blake looks into the back seat. So, think you can help out? Blake comments as Ares continues to stare into his laptop monitor. Blake sighs and attempts to get the attention of the god, but he remains stoic. Dude, come on, you're the god of war. We kind of need your help right now. Unfortunately, Blake's words continue to fall on deaf ears as Scotty speeds down the highway, the agents gaining on them. Blake sighs, finally giving in to his aggravation as he reaches into the back seat and quickly slams the laptop shut, ending Ares' game prematurely. That was the best kill streak I ever had. Ares finally comments after a long pause. Blake's eyes grow wide, realizing how heavily he just messed up. Ares grabs him around the throat, his body growing muscular. What would ever make you do something so stupid? Those guys? Blake comments with a squished larynx, pointing towards the three black cars following them quickly. Ares' eyes grow wide as he turns to face the vehicles, his body returning to its godly state. A manic stare grows across his face as Blake breathes a heavy sigh of relief, having distracted the god. These men are responsible for the death of my killstreak? 
Aries comments, growling against the air as he leans out the window, staring at the vehicles. Then, let me add more souls to that kill streak. Yeah, do whatever you gotta do, man. Scotty comments as he continues driving. Ares growls and snaps his fingers, leading to a terrifying transformation. Scotty feels the steering wheel in his hands morph and grow. The entire car seems to shift around them, becoming shielded. Scotty? What's going on? Blake asks as his comfortable leather seat shifts into one of toughened metal. Ares places two helmets atop both of their heads as he laughs, crawling into a new seat that appears in the car. A seat attached to a cannon. Well, if I had to make a guess, Scotty looks back to see Ares laughing maniacally as he fires off explosive rounds into the surrounding cars. I'd say that Ares has gone crazy... And we're in a fucking tank. Scotty's guess was indeed correct as the god of war had shifted their car's broken frame into that of a massive camouflaged tank. Ares's laugh fills the air as his explosive rounds fill the streets, exploding the cars around them. So, we're still not killers, right? Blake asks nervously as he jumps at a loud explosion directly beside them. Oh no. Scotty smiles, attempting to steer the tank. He looked back at Ares and points at the happy god. He definitely is, though. Well, only 35 chapters. 35 chapters until I finally had to give in to the BS's ridiculous request to be put in a tank. I had to find some clever ways around it, but I did manage to give the boys a tank. They seemed to be very happy about it. And what I was happy about in these chapters was, um, as I stated in previous episodes, this book is very much about the yin and yang in the world. You cannot have the light without the dark. You cannot have good without evil. And I wanted in these chapters to emphasize the fact that the BS also represents that idea. I wanted very much to make sure that they weren't, I guess the best way to describe it, two of the same person. I didn't want to basically clone one and make another one. And so that is why in these chapters it becomes clear that... Uh, as with many buddy cop movies, if you would call this that, uh, Blake is, of course, the level-headed one. He very much wants to have a plan. He wants to make sure everything goes uh, according to that plan, or else in his head they will fail. Whereas on Scotty's mind, he's a lot more um, shoot and ask questions later, for lack of a better term. He is very... Um, uh, imposing. His, his mind comes up with an idea and he immediately runs with it. He doesn't really give it a thought. And I... I initially wanted to have more consequences to that, more consequences to this idea that Scotty is a person who, uh, you know, he's so impulsive that his impulsive nature could lead them down a bad road. And I guess in a way it has. They are, of course, working with Aeris, the goddess of discord, and that is all his fault. But I wanted to have more uh, concrete things, like perhaps they do get kidnapped, but I ended up going with allowing his impulsiveness to save them in certain ways, but also they need a plan at 
times. That is why, I would, like I was stating, this yin and yang of the BS. Sometimes you need Scotty's impulsiveness. Sometimes you need the planning of Blake Tanner. And both of those come together to make a very interesting dichotomy. And, of course, these men are just humans. They are not like Erebus, who has learned over all of these years that you need a person with the opposite viewpoint, either to strengthen yours or to help you learn more. Uh, They are human. So uh, I think it is going to be very interesting in these upcoming chapters to see how these two men deal with their opposing viewpoints. I mean, of course, we have already seen how much Blake, the fury he's gaining from uh, from Scotty not, uh, in his eyes, taking things seriously. So I'm very interested to see, and for you to see, how that plays out in the coming chapters. But for now, let me remind you to support the BS Book Club, but most importantly, support your local BLM um, charities, support local bail funds if you can. I know there are some amazing ones for Atlanta and some amazing ones for Birmingham. So make sure to donate to those. Send out emails to local congressmen or mayors of cities. Uh, There's a website referred to as emailforblm.com. It will help you very much uh, in the matter of uh, in the matter of sending out these emails that need to be sent out. So make sure to do that. And hey, what? Hey, oh come on. Hey, actually, that one was a good idea. I like that a lot. Make sure to donate, make sure to support, make sure to give all the love you can to our brothers and sisters out there in the streets, and I guess I'll see you next time. You did good this week, buddy!